to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you hit the grades of your dreams at school, college, and university through the science of fast learning and lasting memory, the psychology of study productivity, and the secrets to great exam technique. And now your host, the Cambridge University trained psychologist who's dedicated his life to helping students study better and outsmart their exams, William Wadsworth. Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Expert podcast. It's great to have your company today. Now, if you've been listening to the past couple of weeks' episodes on the podcast, you'll know that we've been focusing on exam-taking strategies and good exam technique. This is the third of four episodes in that series and is a short guide to overcoming exam day nerves. This episode is packed with seven practical strategies to help you cope when those jitters arrive. So whether you're the sort of person who suffers from serious test day nerves, or whether you're normally okay but have the occasional wobble, I hope I can help you find calm and perform at your best nonetheless. Before we dive in, just to help you understand nerves and anxiety a little better, our brains evolved to respond to dangers in the environment, like a threatening saber-toothed cat, for example, by making our lungs breathe faster and our heart pound, which primes us to either run away from the danger or to fight it. You may have heard of the fight-or-flight response. To our prehistoric brains, then, An upcoming test or an exam can seem just like a threatening physical danger, and the body responds in the only way it knows how. Your heart rate goes up, you might breathe a little faster and sweat more. That's what anxiety is. Feeling a bit nervous is completely normal, but too much can be a real barrier to exam success. The good news is there's a number of simple strategies, we're going to talk about seven of them today, that you can use to help to get your caveman mind to relax. Listen in to find out how and to turn test day terror into top marks tranquility. Strategy number one is called flip the narrative. Most of us assume that any physical sensations of being nervous, things like sweating or a racing heart, come as a result of the emotional feeling of being nervous. In other words, you might intuitively think that you feel nervous first and that your body responds as a result of that second. Intriguingly, the science shows us that this happens the other way round. So the body's reaction, the sweating or the racing heart, actually comes first, and then the brain adds the emotional interpretation, feeling a bit nervous or anxious, second. But here's the thing. The physical sensations of being nervous are very similar to the physical sensations of being excited. So you can use that fact to your advantage and flip the narrative your brain tells itself. In other words, you can actually train yourself to reinterpret that pounding heart as a sign that you're not anxious, but instead excited. Not worried, but instead primed and ready to perform at your best. Reinterpret those nerves as excitement and readiness to perform. Strategy two is called walk and smile. There's more you can do with this concept that your emotions come as a result of interpreting your body's physical state. You can actually force your body to create physical signals that the brain has little choice but to interpret positively. Two great examples of this are walking and smiling. If you're walking gently, physical threat must be a long way away. Your brain therefore interprets a steady stroll as a sign that all is well. An easy walk can therefore be a great way to soothe jangling test day nerves. Smiling works in much the same way. 
force your face to crack a grin, and even if you weren't feeling much like grinning at first, you might soon feel yourself feeling a little happier. Strategy three is about avoiding choking under pressure and getting used to the conditions of stress and anxiety on exam day. Walk into any college football stadium on a Friday and you'll hear music blaring out full blast. As many elite athletes may know, the secret to not choking under pressure on the day of the big game lies in exposing yourself to those same conditions and getting used to the pressure before the day itself. So the whole point of the music blaring is to get the athletes used to what it's going to feel like on the Saturday of the big game and get them used to giving their all to performing well nonetheless. You can do a very similar thing with exams by putting yourself through mock tests under conditions that replicate test day as closely as possible. For your mock test, make sure you put your notes away, turn your phone off and use exam stationery that looks as much like the real thing as possible. If you can, try to find a space that has lots of other people working silently and feels intimidating, just like it'll feel in the exam hall. Spaces like a large college study room or maybe a library reading room. You could even commit to announcing your grade for this mock paper to all your family and friends for that added extra dose of pressure. Do whatever you can to simulate the stresses you'll feel on test day. And so by the time you get to the real thing, you're used to delivering under pressure and can just take it all in your stride. Strategy four is all about managing expectations. I mentioned committing to announcing your grade to family and friends a moment ago when you take your mock test. The weight of what other people think of your results can be a really powerful force for good when you're preparing for your exams, pushing you to do your best. But too much expectation, particularly when it feels out of line with how you think you'll be able to perform, can be a major contributor to anxiety. So try and get things straight in advance. Identify those people whose expectations you think are unrealistic and may be causing you sleepless nights. I've got a whole exercise to help you do this in my exam technique book, Outsmart Your Exams. You can see the show notes for more details on that. Once you've diagnosed where the problem lies, have an honest conversation with those people about it. If those people have got your best interests at heart, they should be able to help you out. Maybe the conversation goes something like this. Mum, I'm pretty anxious about this math test. And I think part of the reason I'm so nervous is because I know you're wanting me to do really well. A great score really matters to me too. But honestly, I think I'll be able to do my best on the test. If you can help me not to feel under so much pressure, what do you think? Hopefully you'll be able to have productive conversations like these that result in feeling at least some of the pressure lift off your shoulders. Strategy four is about visualisation. If you're a sports person, you'll have come across the idea of visualisation before. Visualising yourself pulling off the perfect race or jump as a strategy for getting yourself ready to perform. Personally, I don't find imagining results day and a perfect set of scores terribly helpful. Chances are, if you're feeling anxious to start with, thinking about that perfect set of results may only make things worse. Instead, what I've found quite helpful for me is finding a strong, positive mental image. So you might picture yourself as a mighty warrior on your way into battle, armed with impenetrable armour, ready to face down every problem you see in that test. Or maybe you're a gardener, ready to go and cultivate a set of beautiful, blossoming exam answers. 
Or maybe you just simply want to imagine opening the page of that exam and finding questions that you know you'll be able to do really well inside. Find whatever works for you, but make it a strong image and make sure it's positive and brings you some comfort. Strategy number six is breathing. Breathing deeply and gently from your belly is a great way to find calm. And the great thing is you can do it anywhere, from your study desk to the exam itself. A few slow breaths from your belly as you open the test day will do wonders to steady your nerves. And if anxiety is getting to you on your way to the test, do some slow breathing while trying a grounding exercise. Engage with one sound, one sight and one smell in your surroundings as you walk and breathe slowly from your belly. Finally, strategy number seven is it's okay to be anxious. Don't be too hard on yourself when you've got a big test or exam coming up. It's perfectly normal to be feeling nervous. If you've listened to episode 12, the calm episode with Rachel Williams, you might remember how she talks about how the students she works with are sometimes almost ashamed or embarrassed to admit that they're a bit anxious to their friends or family. But people are often very sympathetic. Your parents might say something like, you know, if I had big exams coming up, I think I'd be pretty nervous too. And they'd be right. So don't expect to eliminate anxiety altogether. Lots of people are going to be pretty nervous when they've got big exams coming up. The trick is in how you learn to cope with those nerves. Follow these seven strategies and you should be well on your way to test success. And just as a reminder to sum up of what those seven strategies were. Number one was flipping how you interpret the physical sensations of nerves from feeling anxious to feeling excited. Number two was walking and smiling. Number three was exposing yourself to pressure in advance and getting used to it through taking mock tests. Number four was managing the expectations of other people. Number five was using positive visualisation. Number six was to breathe gently from the belly. And finally, number seven was accepting that a little anxiety is likely to be part of the course for many of us in exam season. You're unlikely to eliminate it altogether, but you should now at least have some tools to help you cope. So thanks again for joining us today, wishing you every success in the exams to come and I'll look forward to seeing you next time for the fourth and final part in this exam technique series. In the meantime, very best of luck. Thanks for listening to the Exam Study Expert podcast. Remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review for our show in your podcast player.